ba ba ba. Yep. Now the mics are recording. Yes. Well, the Mike and Steve are recording. Well, I don't mind the mics. That sounds yeah, good I'll, to me. I'm not changing my name to Mike. <laughs> I've done 30 years with Steve. We on? Is this this yeah, is legit? I guess. Anytime so. it's rolling, I just assume that that's already started, right? Yeah, we're going. I like that. I I like that. Unless something really crazy happens where we record a bunch of nonsense. I think it's a fun open. Yeah. It just gives people a little taste. I don't know if we should narrate it every single time and reflect (laughs) on it, but so far it seems I I enjoy it. What it is, is me letting you know that we're recording and then me just not editing the shit out of the end. That's cool. It's uh, it's real life. It lets them know how prepared we are. Exactly. It's behind the scenes. It's behind the curtain. Like today, I almost told you, like you you were about, you were like, you just got in your vehicle and I was like, hey, if you think of anything that you want to talk about today. And I was like, ah, fuck it. (laughs) Like I could have easily texted you, called you. I could have like just, I could have walked to the door or said it louder, but I like said it and I knew you didn't hear it. And I'm like, we're, we're fine. Yeah. I, the first couple episodes, I would write shit down, like ideas that I had. Yeah. And I still have like those ideas written down. Yes. Pretty much just come into it with whatever you got. Yeah. I'm <laughs> Which, I don't mind. Yeah. What? It works out in my, uh, position because I guess until we get a lot of complaints or whatever, um, I mean, I don't have to worry about being a ball hog so to speak, if it's kind of like I try to take the front with the creative juices as far as like general topics or just getting the ball rolling and you have more of an interject almost like counter style or, I mean, you, that's kind of like the way it, it, it works out a lot. Yeah. Um, and as you get more used to it, it probably, the dynamic will change over time, but it works out cause you're focusing on other stuff too. Um, yeah, I play, I play a kind of more producer roll with the shit and just in terms of like keep yeah Stop. in terms of keeping levels and shit me and diesel do most of the yeah noise. the fucking clowns of the show yeah um it's a tuvin squeak toy it has multiple tones uh-huh. yeah did you hear that on the way yeah the out? overtones yeah by the way the recording of that we did a tuvin throat singing cop faux competition we did it we didn't barely even practice at all but he had practiced previously and i'm telling you man through my uh speakers it sounded way better than it did in person as far as like i made the joke that you must have done post-production when i talked to james about it yeah 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 (laughs) Yeah. well that i mean that was because I was doing it right up into the mic. So the mic's going to pick up like the more nuancey type stuff than, yeah. than your ear's going to hear. That's cool. He is so funny, man. Stop, dude. Um, that's our boxer diesel. Yeah. <laughs> our, that's our. Our. <laughs> that's our. When it's the show, it's our. <laughs> he's the show's, the, the show's our. The show dog. No, nah, he's not my fucking dog. You know, it's, it's, I, I think I said something to, to you the other day. Like, it'd be cool to have a job where you can take your dog into work. Yes. Not This isn't technically work because we don't get paid for it. But it, it kind of, there's a similar parallel to it. If we ever do, then he can we can consider it because he'll be in studio and we'll be getting money. <laughs> so um, would be taking your dog to work. So maybe that's a good goal. 
<laughs> to make this an avenue of a job where the dog gets to be here. Dude, um, that'd be fucking awesome. So I did have a couple ideas that I wanted to throw uh, by em. you. Let's hear them. There, we should, we be quick about it because I mean I don't know if everyone wants to hear a podcast where they just talk about what they're going to do with the podcast. So, but <laughs> I thought once football season's over, if we haven't found a way to clear like a Saturday where we could line up like three or four interviews, bam, 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 and do like a real day's worth of work because mm-hmm. I know I can do that. Yeah. Back in the color me funny days, we would do. Like web short things, we did like a weekend of like two 10 hour days. And when I did all of that cultured comedy with that Russian character thing, do you remember that? Yeah, yeah. I shot 19 episodes in two days, all improvised. And it was like, I mean, dude, and I could have kept going. I bet you. I was just getting warmed (laughs) up, man. I mean, the later episodes I recorded, I liked more. That's probably due to lack of preparation. So I had to figure out as I go. But uh, the podcast thing, I think. I would have an ability to do multiple episodes in a day, like three or four, if we have guests. Yeah. So what, that's your idea? Just clear out like a Saturday? And if we don't, then we would commit to the notion of starting a, you know, in lieu of football Sunday, we would really try to make Sunday a day to have people on. That's fine with me. Once football season's over. But before then, it would be really nice to line up a Saturday where we were going to say from 1 p.m. to... Question mark. 8 p.m. Yeah. We have guests. Or even noon to... It could start whenever. But I think that would be a good idea as well. At least doing two or three in a row. Yeah, instead of having to just kind of find well, a time on Fridays when both of us can can do it and no so the, I think I, ultimately we need to be guest based if we have any hopes of making it further than like a very small reach. No, I think so too. It's the only way. Cuz cuz the thing is people are only going to want to sit and listen to just the two of us for so long. Right. But then when you have when you have a a third voice in there that off, offers up a different perspective and maybe just, not maybe, but definitely just different shit to talk about. Oh, it's so much more interesting. Like, yeah. that was the biggest thing when we were talking about other podcasts, and not to shit on them because they, they do well, but what is the ceiling to a show like the Rob and Joe show, where the only guests they have on are people like Chris Restivo or me and their little call-ins, and, and they're just talking about their week every week and it's kind of like interacting with their fan base has kind of made them this sustainable platform but they've been into podcasts since like the beginning of podcasts as far as yeah they've been doing it for a while but that's also a testament to their show and their fans because i mean they have been doing it for so long when there's when you only have so much celebrity which in a lot of ways rob and joe have more than than i do in any way oh yeah so when they've got they've got They've got more celebrity than most people doing podcasts. Right. And, and, uh, but outside of like the super very popular ones. But because it's not a topic that people search for and all these things, it, there's a ceiling now to just being two people talking about their life and talking about the things they like and the, you know, what they, whatever, like the, the little quirks that make them them sharing themselves, so to speak. It's going to be hard to really take off 
just through that platform yeah. Yeah. without, or you, you have a, a niche, like, you know, I'm going to start a strength and conditioning podcast or I'm going to start this. Like if it's very specific, I think then you're only competing against a small group, but when you're just a podcast, nothing more, which is what we are. Yeah. I think guests or celebrity are the only real way to do it. No, for sure. How do you even garnish random listens anymore on podcasts? We're not coming up as similar to like when nah. we're it's 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 too it's too oversaturated for us to just sit here the the entire podcast market regardless of what genre you're into. Right. It's too, it's too oversaturated for us to sit here week after week and just talk to each other because what inevitably will happen is we'll start to talk in circles and start talking about the same shit. Exactly. Instead of having a fresh voice yeah. Every week or every other week or something like that, just to freshen it up. The only and- other way would be to be just spend way more time than either of us want to pushing this stuff in other like ways with little clips and all that. Like it's hard yeah. to put out six video clips and then to make that presentable, you'd want a multicam setup. You almost mm-hmm. need a very, very, very professional outlook on sharing the podcast on Instagram, on YouTube, yeah. all these things that we just don't have the ability or time or any of it to even rem- if we had to do that, that's practically a, a very, very part-time job, yeah, like a twenty-hour job. I, I could, I could handle a lot of it, but, but what? How but much if, time would you ever say, even want to spend say, on it? If we wanted it to be consistent and like consistently, let's say, re- release a sixty-second clip on Instagram three times a week from the episode before. Yeah. That's a lot of fucking time invested into doing that. Especially like you were saying, if we'd had like a multi-cam setup, which I mean, ideally I would want because I think it m- makes it more engaging than just having the the one, this one view of the two of us talking. Oh, that one hit you, that one. I did a double gulp. Don't lose your train of thought. Because I just lost it. Yeah, I, it's in terms of in terms of like the video aspect of it. I I like watching a minute clip or a two minute clip of a podcast where it's switching back and forth between the people right. talking. It's it, from an entertainment aspect. It's more entertaining for me to watch something like that than to watch this view. A hundred percent. Yeah, but we just we can't worry about that. No, and, no, and dude, I'm not I'm dealing not. with multicam editing is a whole nother beast, even just in sheer size and processing and everything. Do you mind if I just crush that? Crush it. Crush it. Because it's not, I mean, it's barely anything. I Yeah, take it. I, I did a good bit. I'm good with what I did. So the the day we, get, we like put our hands in the circle and be like, all right, it is time to get a fan base. It is time to really get things going the route definitely is going to be a couple minor tweaks, but essentially just let's get some guests. No, no, I think so. That's I don't it. I don't think we fuck with the format any because I like the yep. format. I like the fact that there's there's essentially no rules to it. I mean, it's just whatever the fuck we feel we're not pigeonholed into one category, which I mean That's the art of general podcasting, but 
it'd be nice to just take it to that really be something that we identify as even more than the average podcast yeah. eventually. Yeah, I definitely yeah, yeah. see that side of it. Um, but we'll, we'll just have to see. That, and, and not that, not that we're anything special from anybody else, but that <clears throat> I, I like the fact that especially you and I, even if we're at work or something, we can go from fucking around to talking about something serious regardless. Yeah. Like we can go from both ends of the spectrum very quickly. And I like being able to do that. Yes. And I, I, I like it. I like to keep things conversational because then it feels more natural and more real. Yeah, yeah, no, and um, that that's definitely something that that I I enjoy about it and just not off the off the cusp, just starting from nothing. I hate planning. Anytime we talk about talking about something, it almost takes away the way it comes out when we talk about it on the podcast. Yeah, even preparing for it generally ruins it a little bit. Yeah spontaneity is definitely a big part of my strength in just talking. It's like a flow state. You just let it out. It, it takes away from every aspect of it. Like if you, there were a couple times where with your embarrassing stories, it's like, Hey, don't tell me this fucking story because right. I want my reaction to it to be natural. Yes. Like I want to hear it for the first time, record it. And I want that reaction yeah. To be the most natural, most real thing. Instead of like you telling me a story two days beforehand and then me just kind of going, <laughs> oh my God, what the fuck? Like that kind of shit. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, you got to you gotta save the laugh for the, the, the experience or the feeling. So no matter what type of story it is, and, the full effect in the moment. And that shit, that shit translates too. People can, I, I do it with, with radio or podcasts. You can tell when... A reaction to something is real. Yeah. Um, so one thing that I thought would be fun to talk about is, I don't know what made me think of it, but I was just thinking of how we have done a couple general topics, like things that are fun to talk about. I thought of fears being a fun topic, like your biggest fears in general. And one of them that made me think of it today is I was thinking about that snake. Dude, that's mine. Is snakes uh, are your biggest fear? Hands down. Uh, go ahead, and then I'll finish finish whatever your thought was, and then I'll... No, that's I'll... about it. I mean, I, I was blowing leaves, and I saw a snake, and I told him I saw a snake. And it just... I, I think today I was actually thinking I saw a giant worm and thought it was a baby snake. Dude, I, <laughs> I do the same thing. Yeah. So uh, that made me think of you and then the snake. And then it made me think of fears. And I was also thinking of like something about just what, and then I started thinking about what my like broader, like life biggest fears, uh, like okay. dying alone, That's, those types I of things. I was going to, I was going to ask, are we talking about like here and now fears or are we talking about like anything you can ponder realistic fears? Uh, not realistic, but like down the road any that kind of shit whatever i will say that my biggest rational fear is fucking snakes and it's it's only gotten worse over the over the years in like the 5 years it, or not the 5 the years the 5 years you've been afraid of them <laughs> when i was 23 i loved them dude in in 5 years it's it's only gotten worse it's gotten to the point where it's like I don't want to say that I'm afraid to go outside, but 
like you in our in our job we have to walk through like landscape beds and shit. Yes. I second guess it every time I'm about to do it. Yeah. Or, or yeah. like even going on a hike or something like, oh yeah, but if I do that, there's gonna what if I see a fucking snake on the trail? I don't see enough of them to get totally spooked. Cause I have not seen many in all of the years of doing the stuff we do outside, being in the woods sometimes, being in areas, blowing big piles of leaves. I don't see many snakes. Dude, and that's the thing. It's like for me, it's almost become an irrational fear. Because even this year from, let's say, because snakes are cold-blooded, so they operate in, like, warm weather, right? Yeah. So let's say for the spring to summer months, I've maybe seen in close or in person closer than 15 feet, maybe three snakes. Maybe. Okay. But it's just something that, I I don't know. It's just. Do little tiny ones Gook all, you all, of them, the, all of them it doesn't matter nothing matters at all if it's nah. a snake it's a snake worms worms freak me out because they're snake like what about if you were driving a car and there was one Do, my heart still pounds yeah it's it when i see when i see a snake it's like paralyzing fear but like an adrenaline dump. It, uh, my heart starts racing. I don't know what it is. Every mm. fucking time I see one, even if it's on the side of the road. Uh, maybe you shouldn't do DMT. <laughs> People always see snakes on DMT. Yeah, I'm not. Uh, what if that, maybe that, that'll co- that'll like be your bridge. I all of a sudden start loving like, them and appreciating them. Sometimes I'll, them. for that reason, sometimes I'll look at a snake and be like, you're a weird, um, mystical type presence in all sorts of culture and 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 mind enhanced experiences and i'm like i should appreciate you more and then i'm like nope fuck you dude no yeah aren't aren't snakes are are a general oh oh that that diesel diesel come here aren't snakes a general like symbol of evil i mean according to who according to what belief system according to just throughout I mean, history. I mean, take take. take well, like, that's not what I'm here. thinking of them as. Like, yeah, I mean, they're venomous. People are scared of them. It's actually in our DNA. I was going to say, it's a primal fear to be afraid of snakes. Yeah, it's in, it, I mean, it's a natural instinctual thing that's passed down through years of adapting to the fact that snakes are motherfuckers. Yeah, like, they're awful. Yes. They're terrible. They're, they're, I, I I don't know. I hate They're cold blooded, man. Yeah, cold blooded. Um, I I am afraid a little bit of snakes, but more like a normal person. Like, I mean, I, I if I have to deal with them, I could. Would you touch one? Yeah, I mean, I would. I mean, if it was, if it was like somebody's pet snake and they're handling it. Yeah, when so- in Rome, I can do what other people could do realistically. I mean, if it's, if somebody was like, that snake can't hurt you, it's a garter snake or a black snake and they don't bite, they don't have teeth or whatever, you just got to do this. It would be nice to see somebody do it before me so I could kind of see what to do because I don't want to fuck up too bad. But... I've been near snakes and like my heart doesn't like race. I'll just kind of look at them and I'm very aware of them. If I walk past it, I will spatially in my head be aware. You know, like moms have eyes in the back of their head. I do when shit like that is behind me. I can't stop. Like I'm that way. You know, this isn't a really weird fear of mine as somebody who gets in a lot of mosh pits. 
I don't understand how somebody can stand around them and not be constantly thinking about the fact that they're standing at the edge of a mosh pit. Oh, anytime I've ever been in one or stood on the outside of it, I'm constantly watching. I can't get over it, dude. I cannot. And I look around me and I'm the only person that's around the edge of the mosh pit that is aware and tuned in with the fact that anytime somebody's even in your proximity, they could easily knock into you or fall into you or you could be bumped into. I don't know how people don't get scared of that. But that is, but that's definitely a weird fear of mine that's like, because I, I don't think of it as being a fear, but then I look around and it clearly is. Yeah. Like, because no, nobody is. else is that way. I, I'm like that. If I'm yeah. on the edge of it, I'm constantly, if like you see a person coming towards you, I'm constantly waiting for like just a stray fist or something. Just, I, I, I keep, my, uh, I don't know, sense, sense, not senses, but dude, it is like, uh, I mean, it is a hypersensitivity to it. Clearly. It just doesn't feel like it to us. Probably, you know, yeah. Cause I just don't, nobody like, else seems to be that way. I just don't feel like catching a fucking spinning fist to the fucking jaw or whatever it is. Even if it's just somebody falling into you, yeah. I mean, you can't just stand there. You have to constantly be braced yeah, for that. I, like I fall over if somebody catch, bumps you me. Catch the person if they fall down and, and shit. Yeah, yeah. Or uh, if someone's being a fucking asshole, you just jack them from the back. Yeah. I don't know. It's definitely something that when you're not even paying attention to it, it definitely uh, is a fear. No, snakes are pretty normal with me. With other things, um, I handle them better now probably than I did when I was younger. I do not like mice. Mice don't, mice, I want to go, okay, this actually ties into snake and mouse. Okay. My buddy's brother had a ball python, and one of the coolest things I've ever seen was watching him feed a mouse to that snake. Really? Yeah. He put a, he put a live mouse in, in the enclosure, and watching that snake fucking just, um, he can't call it pounce, but like attack it, yeah, bite it, and then wrap its body around that mouse and then eat it was a fucking was an experience to watch. Yeah, I, do they stay fat for like more than how long does a snake stay fat when it eats a mouse? Well, I mean until it digests it, because I think you only feed a snake like once a month. Yeah, like a couple days later, is it still kind of fat? I don't think so. I don't know. I didn't um, sit there and watch it for the duration. I just saw, I saw it. I saw it bite the thing, immediately throw its body around it, and then just constrict it and then eat it. I, I I watched the entire process from beginning to end, and it was fucking awesome. It was like the Discovery Channel in real life. Did you go to Harford Glen? Yeah, but I did. But my year, because at at my elementary school, it was like. Every other year got to stay over. Yeah. And I was the year that didn't get to stay over. Uh, so did you, were you there when they were letting people hold the giant snake? Maybe. Uh, I There was just some snake that was so big it wrapped around me. You, it was you and another kid and it would wrap over top of your shoulders. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I went to a daycare where they, this guy brought in an albino python. Yeah. And I, the thing was like fucking 10 feet long. 
I want nothing to do with that. Yeah, as far as like animal fears like that, I mean, I don't like being near bees, but it's not a phobia. I mean, I get, I've gotten stung a lot. Um, I'd rather not uh, be around them. I don't know if I have like an irrational fear, like mice being in a house. It's like once I see it, it doesn't, it's not that I am overly scared of it, but it just constantly is a thing in my head, knowing that there's a mouse living in there with me. And then if you see a mouse in your pantry near your food, it's something that I'm going to think about often and it's going to make me uncomfortable in a way. Dude. A mouse, first the first sight of a mouse will scare me, just like seeing it, like oh look, a mouse. But then after that, I'm cool because I, I mean, I grew up in an old farmhouse, so there were mice everywhere. Like, did you didn't you have like board games or shit where a mouse got into something and it was just had like mouse shit and piss? Like, did you have things that got ruined because of that? You know what? No. See, I did as a kid. Mice just wigged me out because there'd be like stuff you left in the basement or in the shed or wherever. Cause we, we got mice a lot where I grew up. Now, once I moved, we never got them. Yeah. I did live in a house with two buddies that was like, this fucking thing was infested with mice and they would get into like the food and shit. Yeah. I that, st- that, that doesn't scare me. It's just gross. It's fucking <laughs> disgusting. I mean, imagine if that was your house. Yeah. It would definitely be, it would constantly gross you out. It was my house. Think I about, lived there. Oh, well, okay. I mean, did you hear them at night? No, no. But. Like when the power goes out, if they, you have mice in your house, you'll probably hear them. <laughs> Dude, the one, the one guy that I, that I lived with in this place, um, he, he had a fucking empty bag. It wasn't even empty. It was like a quarter full bag of Doritos just on his floor. That this mouse just like lived in. Ugh. And he's just like, yeah, the mouse just goes in there and eats and then goes back into the wall or whatever. I'm like, dude, that's fucking gross. It's so disgusting, <laughs> man. First of all, I wouldn't be able to sleep just hearing that fucking thing rustle around in a chip bag. I guess if you think of it as your pet, it's like an outside cat. It's like a stray cat you take in. But if it got in the house, you don't really care. Yeah, that's true. You feed it. I mean, it depends how you conceptualize it. I understand how somebody could think that way, but it's gross. And they shit and piss. No, they're disgusting. Yeah, they, they must poop everywhere they go. They do. They it's just, fucking nonstop. They, they just, they shit and they piss. And I don't wherever. like things that uh, move from like zero to a hundred. Like mice move fast and they're always like running scared and that startles me. Dude. This same house, I'd just gotten home from work and I was I was working construction and it was a long day and the two other dudes weren't home and I went back into our TV room and I sat back in one of the recliners and you know how like just when you're so fucking tired, like you can't even keep your eyes open and you just kind of like keep nodding. So I was sitting up in a recliner and I was kind of facing the doorway and I was in, like, mid-nod. Like, my head was going down. My eyes were still, like, still open but closing on the way down. Uh-huh. And right before my eyes closed, I saw this mouse sprinting towards me. And right as my eyes were about to close, the motherfucker jumped on me. 
I sprang out of that fucking chair. That's a fear of mine, dude. That's a that that would suck. I get that way. Like if I, if I'm gonna deal with a bug or something, if I look at the bug and it's not quick moving, it doesn't do shit, you know. But a quick moving insect alarms me. It's so hard for me to approach it, and I hate feeling it in my fingers. Like you know, like you could just grab a bug with a paper towel, and you wouldn't think anything of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like a napkin, something like, or like a tissue, really thin. Oh fuck that! If I get paper towels to pick up something, uh, it's like they're so thick. I'm using a bunch of paper towels. You're just you're just pulling. I off don't want to feel it on my fingers. Oh, the sensitivity, or like just to be able to feel it, and then like the I can't do it. I'd rather like if I, I want to kill something, I'll use a shoe. See, bugs bugs don't bother me. The only bug that does bother me are fucking grasshoppers. Grasshoppers bother you? Yeah. I hate how their, like, legs kind of latch into your skin. They kind of, like, stick to you. Have you ever had them? It happens to me all the time at the top McMillan. Okay. Cutting that big open field, especially in the summertime, they'll, like, jump up my shorts. Yeah, I've had stuff like that happen. Dude, I, I fucking hate that. Oh, my God, dude. This reminds me of maybe one of the scariest moments in my life. Now I have cut that the trails up there, which are just like these. They're, it's in the woods, and um, it's like these trails through a lot of different nature stuff. I think it's yeah, even a wildlife. Uh, they're just walking trails. Yeah, and there's a an area that's like a picnic area with a campfire, etc. And I've cut it uh, all sorts of times, dude. One time I was back there cutting, and I'm assuming that insects and stuff it had just rained mm-hmm. and bugs and stuff were flying off my caster with like the front wheels yeah and i but i didn't know what was going on so i'm just riding my mower back there <laughs> and birds dude start start diving i've never ne- never in my life dude could i thought i was you could have filmed Alfred Hitchcock's <laughs> Birds, the documentary, the real life story. I'm telling you, it was so spooky. There must have been 50 of them that wouldn't leave me alone. It was nonstop. And I didn't know where they were dive bombing. I'm like, they're flying so close that they could hit me, but they're just missing me. And they're really good at it. And it's spooking me because I, I, I'm... It's almost like they're taunting me in my head. I was spooked that maybe I was about to kill a nest, uh, like a thing of babies, or I was. They were being territorial and they were warning me. No, dude, they were coming after the bugs. Yes, I know. Well, that's what Terry told me. Yeah, but at the time, could you imagine if you have no idea and you think they're just it's the doing it to you? Fucking sparrows. They, is that what it is? Yeah, they do that. They look do like that. like bluebirds. The two properties that we cut that are next to each other in Jacksonville. Yes, in the backyard of of both of them, those fucking sparrows will dive bomb your ass. Mm. They'll like almost hit you, and it's because you're cutting and you're stirring up all the bugs and like the grass seed and shit. So they just come down. It's it's free dinner for them. Now all the instances I've had stuff with animals. I'm never as spooked. I'm never as worried about anything as I am when it's stuff like birds and really like tiny, fast moving objects. Like the time with the buck that, that almost ran. Oh my God. That was so close, dude. That, that was wild. Holy shit. That thing jumped over top of you. 
I was, we were back behind a property and a buck just rounded a corner and just, I mean, yeah, he, it was crazy. <laughs> it I was, honestly don't know what happened, but he came so close to me. Dude, that, that was a big deer and he yeah. just like pretty much hopped right over top of you. It was absolutely insane, but that did not, that doesn't like startle me when I see a buck or a deer. It's the last thing I'm worried about. Even though I, I know one could find a reason to charge me, mm-hmm. it doesn't- Especially a buck. Yeah, there's probably just as much chance of a buck doing that as a mouse accidentally running into me. And there's a lot more repercussion if a buck tries to ram you, but the mouse is going to scare me more. Um, Let's talk about, is there like big overarching life fears? I No different than anything any buddy else has just like retirement and that kind of stuff and money's probably the biggest one for me yeah, like that yeah that kind of shit and then like kids just just the normal normal stuff that growing up brings do you think you would feel potentially like incomplete if you didn't have kids is that what you mean like the notion of not no, no, having no. them or no 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 if no. you have just, them just what ha- might happen just having having a kid and being like oh my god like th- this is like a, a kid's different from a dog a, f- a, a child you have to raise that you yeah. have to raise a child you, you gotta have, prioritize it you have a dog like, yep a, a kid is is completely different. I'm assuming a little. <laughs> I think. You can't just lock him in a room all day when you go to work. Yeah, that's. I mean, like I said, other like normal, just normal fears. Like I don't even worry about retirement because none of us are going to be able to retire. I don't worry about retirement. I w- I more so worry about just financial situation in general. Yeah, I don't really care about the notion of whether or not I would ever have to stop. Or if I ever could stop or, or whatever, but not in a retirement sense, but it would be nice, dude. It would be nice to just be financially set. That's, I, I want to. Boy, would that be nice. I want to learn how to fucking get into the stock market. Ooh, I don't know. It's, it, because it, 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 I feel like, not that it's like an easy out, but it's a good way to set yourself up. I, I guess so. I don't know I how don't, much money you need like down to even make something happen. I, I mean, you can invest small amounts of money, but it small investment nets a small gain. Right. Yeah, uh, it's definitely possible. I would like to just have a situation where I could make a lot of money per hour. Yeah. <laughs> that that yeah. ultimately, no matter what I'm doing, lots of money, short amount of time. Sounds like my type of gig. Oh, fuck yeah. We were talking about this at work the other day. Dude, yeah. Whatever I could do to maximize money made versus minimize time put in. <laughs> uh, yeah, I used to have a joke, the, the joke on stage that I talk about, you know, because everyone always that joke, would you suck a dick for this? And they ask guys that. It's like, you know, what would you do it for a million bucks? Is like, I mean, it's like, I would suck a dick a week if it meant I didn't have to go to work. Like, that sounds terrible, but that was the joke. It's an exaggeration. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm telling you, dude, if, if you laid it out there and you're like, Mike, you can spend the rest of your week doing whatever you want, and it's enough money where you can do whatever you want at the week. It just starts with one blowjob. 
what's enough like, oh. what's enough money if you if you don't want to get you brought it up if you don't want to get into it we don't have to i don't care dude there's no shame this is the thing it's 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 what at risque to be a sex worker right but pleasure does not have a whole lot to do with the job Okay, so I can separate and you're not asking me to actually have to get turned on. I don't have to get an erection. Now, if I go to do it and I get hard, dude, we're talking mind fuck now. Right. Yeah. But if but if I'm doing it and it's just work, like if I had to shovel shit for work, but it but it was a million dollars a year. Duh, I would do it. It doesn't mean I'm a I'm a fucking fan of I'm not a a shit shoveling enthusiast <laughs> that's i'm a, not saying i like sucking dick see she's not that bad probably to me that's a that's a wild comparison well because, okay. because well, both of them are work you get paid to do both of them i'm just saying if you're talking about yeah, but one but but the thing is one of them goes against your not beliefs but goes against you like you wouldn't you wouldn't you're not a gay man so it's not like Sucking a dick is something that you're wanting right. to do. But I'm not attracted to certain women, but if they were going to pay me a million dollars or if they were going to yep. set me for life, but it's still something I'm not sexually attracted to. So everything, whether you're a man, whether you're a little girl, whether you're an 80-year-old woman, whether you're obese, I'm just <laughs> saying, you are not in my wheelhouse, you're just not. You're you're all in the same category of non-attraction, non-sexual for me. I mean, I have my window of what I find sexually attractive. It's women. It's there's certain things that I'm attracted to, all in the same that I don't want to, you know, suck a dude's dick. I don't want to have sex with a woman that has like the thinnest hips in the world with the biggest love handles both would gross me out man i i mean obviously i'd pick the woman but i mean if you're just talking about having to like like for instance would you rather have to kiss on the lips some really gross woman or a clean cut male you know, like there are things about this that have nothing to do with what you're attracted to because it's not what you're attracted to. I guess I guess the thing that I see wrong, not wrong with it, but the the holes I see in it is <coughs> it, it it comes it comes with a lot of compromising yourself. So like when you when you hear of a lot of straight men sucking dick for money, they're usually in a terrible situation as it is like a drug addict. <laughs> they're just trying right. to make a quick, because they're bucks. not making, it's not one dick suck. Isn't setting them for life, dude. It's getting them a couple hours. It's not even a day's work for them. They, they're in the hole. I'm talking. You're set. You're are you are big you, time opportunity. One dick suck or a dick suck a week. Well, oh my dude if it was one dick suck and that's all I had to do to make money for the, yes what's the number of course uh, well i for starters let's talk about one a week what would you do for what's your like a weekly pay to where you got to do let's say 10 minutes worth of work on a monday to have monday afternoon through Ugh. sunday evening how many minutes worth of work 10? I you mean, said ten, ten. let's just say 10 minutes worth of work. 10, 10, um, ten, ten minutes for a, for a good blowjob. 
Yeah, you know what? That's it. We punch the clock. I'll do my best for 10 minutes. If it doesn't work, don't come back to me. No, no, no. But, there has to be completion. But but dude, but then it's not 10 minutes. Then it's the completion, all right? We're going to I'm making okay. okay. All right, we'll stick we'll stick with 10 minutes. Because what if somebody doesn't complete? I'm not doing it for 2 hours, dude. Okay. We'll stick with 10 minutes. Okay. We'll stay with 10 you. minutes or less. Right? Because you could finish the job early. But let's just say 10 <laughs> 10 minutes, okay? <laughs> I, I would hope to get my time down to like three or four. I want to get better. You're a champ. I would not. Yeah. So, yeah, man. You okay. Take pride in your Let's work. say off the bat, I I know I would do it for, and I know I would do it for a couple hundred grand a year. I know I would do it once a week for that. All right. Well, I mean, let's 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 simplify this. You know what you make a week now, roughly. I don't. I mean, it's not easy for me to figure out. But let's just say that's why I put it in a year. Well, you can do the math. If I okay. say a couple hundred grand a year, that's that's let's say two, two. That's four grand a week. Okay. Four. I would probably consider it. I would consider it at anything where it would be able to allow me to do whatever I want and also save a considerable amount of money, like any dream job. It, it, and except that this one, I only have to work for 10 minutes. Like that's where I bring the analogy. That's where shoveling shit for a living comes into play because the critique is, but Mike, you're not gay. You don't enjoy sucking dick. That's a problem. Right. But I don't enjoy shoveling shit. I don't enjoy picking weeds, but you do it to make a living. You do it to make money and it's a, it's a way to make income. That that's that's what I'm saying. And if you're in it for the attraction, you're I, gonna have a short career I, as a sex worker. I see. I, <laughs> I I can see where you're. <laughs> yeah, you are. Uh, I can see where you're coming from. Looking at, at purely an, an employment aspect of it. What? Okay, so you're saying four grand a week, once a week for as long as you feel like doing it, right? Um, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, that'd be, I mean, you could do, you could, you could essentially do it for two years, stack a lot of fucking cash. Right. And invest that money. Exactly. In property or stocks or something, and then just get residual income off of that. Now let's say this, let's say you could, let's just say somebody told you, Hey dude, you can get 500 bucks a blowjob. 500 bucks and you're like yeah but i mean 500 bucks isn't that much money and they're like no you can work as much as you want you can just rack up 500 after no. 500 and the next thing you know i was coming around to one hey, hey, one blowjob you a don't week have for to do it grand. you don't have to do it if you're not a hustler if you <laughs> if you really don't want to get financially stable i get it it's not for everybody. Dude, nah. I'm a hustling motherfucker. You're, you're losing me at... I work too fucking... <laughs> I work too hard and like spend too much time to where that is in that is enticing. It's a lot of money. You, you lost me with that. Look, let's say you could do... you If you could do three in an hour, you're talking 1500 bucks an hour. Now, do you understand why I'm saying that I understand. 500 bucks a blowjob? Or maybe you would only do one a week then. 
But I'm saying if that was the talk, I know it doesn't sound like a lot, but if you're willing to put in a little extra work hey, hey, and a, a little extra compromise- What you put in is what you get out. Next thing you know, you're doing 20 in two days work, okay? 10 and 10, you work a few hours, two days a week, and now you're talking big fucking money. Now you're talking where within, you're talking being able to make a million dollars in a year. Just from What day. else are you going to do to get a million bucks in a year? If it was on the table offered, you don't got to tell a soul, you know, there, there is, you would have to consider that. You can set your life. For this one thing, this one, it's not a moral thing. For, see, that's the I, thing. There's nothing ethical an issue about it. No, no, no. There's not. There's not. There's reasons for me never to do it unless I have a very, very strong reason. I think I would have an easier time justifying 52 dicks for, or what? One, one a week. 104 dicks for two years. We're just, I, I don't know. I came up with this two-year timeline. Right. So 104 dicks for two years as opposed to like essentially in the scenario you just laid out an infinite amount of dicks. Yeah. And I, I do think that when you first laid out the scenario a couple years ago, it was one person. Right, like a rich dude. Yeah, or something. it was like, like a rich one guy. Yeah. You're not just, yeah, you know, because th there are other factors. Like I want to make it about sucking dick i don't want to make it about well are they dirty were they are they this are they bathed what if they stink okay it's not fucking nah, about are, th that those are a bunch of caveats yeah, so that are being thrown in there that you just yeah. gotta say it is the most ideal situation in which you would be sucking dick for work okay uh, the guy okay. comes quick you, you don't have to swallow i don't know oh, oh, i mean oh, wait wait condom or no i i okay how about this Condom, see or what? all right. Condom if they're gonna finish, no condom if they're gonna pull out and finish somewhere the fuck else. Uh, yeah, ain't finishing on me. I, <laughs> I think I think or in me. I think the game changer is condom. Oh come on, would you suck on my finger for a million bucks? It's just yeah, skin. But your finger's not going to come in my mouth. It's skin, but it's but it, but you could think of a hypothetical where there's no come in the mouth. Maybe the rule could be if they accidentally jizz on you or in you, a $1000 dollar bonus. No, not $1000 because you're already making that a blowjob. More than that. Let's say 50 grand, whatever it would take. Whatever it would take cuz that's not it's what it's about. Com it's common courtesy to let someone so, know when So so the to one come. thing that would keep you from collecting this handful of hundred of thousands of dollars would be the fact that it's the skin that has to go in your mouth. Yeah. 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 I don't, I don't think I, Oh, I know I wouldn't enjoy a, a, a fleshy dick in my mouth. I just know I wouldn't. Enjoy but it's it. not about enjoying it. I know. I know it's not about enjoying it, but there's, yeah. like I said, there's for me, there's a little bit of like, how much are you willing to to struggle to to feel poorly and 
be aggravated through work just to make the little money that you make, right? Not little, but comparatively, like how much stress are you willing to take on? How much time are you willing to waste? How much compromise in passion, in this is bullshit, this this is fucked up, whatever. Like what have you been willing to put up with to make just enough to get by? Yeah, that's a good point. That's how I see it. 10 minutes worth of work for four grand a week. I don't care what it is, man. I swear... If it was a hitman and you told me somebody was gonna, I don't know. Like now we're talking, but then again, would you rather kill hitman. someone? Hold on, wait. No, man. I'm just thinking of like I, I. There are not many things I wouldn't do for that amount of money. That's what I'm saying. Like I'm not saying I would be a hitman, but if you were like, if you lined it up like this, okay, these people deserve to die. You're this, all this. Like if you could write the rules, I could definitely see myself in a situation where, okay, what? I walk in, they're already handcuffed, they're already blindfolded. I just got to grab the gun and go, <laughs> and I get to see their backstory, and I get to pick which ones I'd kill and which ones I wouldn't. Yeah, yeah, I would do it. Like, like you know, just, like just swap out killing for dicks. Yeah, like I mean, I'm just saying. Would you rather? Would you rather suck dick for money or kill people for money? Because because I think sucking dick would not have as much PTSD for me. See, I'm not any way yeah. phobic of that stuff, man. I'm the I I think I'm very honest with the fact that if I were gay, considering the fact that I grew up around slam poetry, drama, gay people, comedy, alternative circles. I ne- I probably would have embraced it. I've always been very proud of of the stuff I do, whether it's culture or counterculture. So I think if I were remotely gay, I would do it. I have no fear of doing it and then becoming gay. If it turned out that I enjoyed doing it, then it would be a very big switch in my life. But if anything, hey, if I enjoy it, I enjoy it. Pleasure is pleasure. You know, I, I, then you're getting, then I would take pride gonna, in my, you're if never I'm making to work a day in your life, dude, if I'm, if I'm making that much money, I would take pride in my fucking work. <laughs> Secretly. I would, you know, they say, they say, <laughs> if you love what you do, you're never going to work a day in your life. Uh, I'm competitive, dude. <laughs> I'd be like, you got anyone else who sucks your dick for money? How do they do? <laughs> Coach me. <laughs> make, make me better. What can I do to get better? Uh, all right, no more dick sucking <laughs> no talk. No more dick sucking talk. Um, Mike covered all of that, all the bases on that one. Yes, now, I can see. I, I, I legitimately can see where you're coming from, dude. There are people who make a living being animal like masturbators. There are people who jerk off your animals. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I mean they're probably making a hundred thousand dollars. That a year. is fucking. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I think because sucking penis is more normal than touching like a fucking dog's like dick, I think I would be more wigged out to have to do shit to an animal like that. I know they don't act, but they do kind of. There are people they out there who jerk like jerk off dogs. Uh, there for are a people living. out there who like jerk off horses or something. No, they they do. It's it's for artificial insemination, but there's like a thing that they like a sleeve that they put on. <laughs> Okay. It's not, there's not a there's not a dude out there just cranking a fucking horse off somewhere out there, dude. There's like doctors who are st- like, dude. There are doctors who are sticking involved. fingers up in buttholes and stuff. And there's some science. Involved. All right. How about this? Talk about scarring you for life. 
because I, I, this is something I considered because I was writing a joke about this dick sucking thing. That's why I have so many thoughts fleshed out on it. Um, and this is another thing I pondered. Would I rather be this professional uh, fallacist or <laughs> would I rather be a gynecologist? And at first it sounds like a no, no-brainer. No, 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 You don't want to be a gynecologist. I would never want to. I would uh, much uh, rather be a fallacious. Here's the thing. When you never think, would I want to be a gynecologist. When you think a gynecologist, just like off the top of your head, you're like, oh man, you look at hot girls' pussies all day. No, you don't. I'm too squeamish with that kind of... You, it would scar me. You look at everybody's yeah you you, you're looking for you're looking at the the most beautiful and the ugliest and i'm not talking faces i'm talking about actual vaginas dude you're running the gambit and more often than not you're running into gross shit and you could be scarred from something that goes poorly or that that turns you off in a manner that's something mm-hmm. that usually turns you on. So it like yeah. reminds you of it. Like, I mean, you don't want to take your yeah. work home with you. Yeah. You, we've already gotten kind of vulgar, but it's like, uh, uh, well, I don't, I don't even want to say what I had in my mind. Go ahead. Well, it's like, okay, rem- think about this. So if you like people do something and then when it makes them puke, they never do it again. Yeah. Similarly, there are things that can be like little sexual scars. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Like, um, are you into anal? Well, you might be. And then all of a sudden you look down and there's all this shit, shit all over your, your dick, dick. And, and you're you, not into it You anymore. never, or the yeah. smell. Yeah. Same thing with like a, like a vaginal smell. Yeah. Like if a girl smells awful, it might scar you for yeah. a while. You mm-hmm. got to really be picky for those reasons too, yeah. to not be sexually scarred, uh, for sure. And that's like the kind of thing with like a gynecologist. I don't have it in me. To not become scarred by disgusting <laughs> vaginas, dude. That's oh, wait, gotta, why dude, are they coming your, to you? That's your origin story. That's what leads you into sucking dick for oh. four grand a week. Is you started off as a gynecologist, and it just completely turned you off. And then now, every time you see of it, you're going to be like looking. Do they have this? Have they ever had that? You like start wondering stuff. That's you're like saying, picking dude. up smells. You're you, taking work home with you. Is that yeasty? You're like you're picking up on notes. You just uh-uh. you just know too much about it. Nah, I don't want I don't want to go down that uh that uh yeah route. So 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 th- that was the conclusion is I would rather We narrowed it down that you'll never be a gynecologist. As, yes, as crazy as it sounds, I can say that it is rational to want to suck penis over look at vaginas for a living. I st- I think it's funny to refer to it as um, what led you to sucking dick was not a drug habit, but you started off as a gynecologist. Yeah, and then you were like, "This is just yeah, this is need- this is too much." Yeah, it's, it's ruined. It's ruined vagina for me. I can make four grand a week sucking one dick, right? For a max of ten minutes. This is where I am now. And with that logic, you might want to suck a penis from somebody who grosses you out in a way. Because you you will never so be attracted just, to it. You're just asexual. If you're worried, point. no, no, I mean, no, because it's not sexual. See, every that's the hang, people well, no, don't understand. It's saying, not it, well. No, no, in, no, no. In in my hypothetical scenario where you get you are a gynecologist and you get turned off from vaginas because you've just run the gambit of fucking gross vaginas. That's why you're now sucking dick for. But what I'm saying is that 
because you've seen disgusting vaginas, it's made you turned off from vaginas, that maybe you'd want to be careful about having too attractive of a male who's too cool. Yeah. You hit it off in every yeah. manner. You already are sucking his dick. He's, he's single. Like, you're single. He's just your buddy. You'd want it to be like you an- guys turn into uh, friends. You'd want it to be like an old rich like, man. He's into, he's into jujitsu and- Maybe they're Asian. Just something you're not into. Like what? What type of guy is if you if you had could on a, if another universe you were like gay? What would I your know. type not be? I know, you know, Indian, Indian. <laughs> there you go, Indian dudes. Yep. Yeah, I never could date an Indian guy. Like like from India. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Oh, I, Indian I women sitting... seem nice and cool. Indian guys, I yeah. never connect with as well. Uh uh-uh. uh I don't know. I was sitting next to an Indian guy in the doctor's office like two weeks ago. Just as casual as can be, the motherfucker lifted up his leg and just farted. Oh, my God. I mean, I was a chair away from him. They're a hard people to figure out. I don't even know what the stereotypes are. You know? I don't either. It's they're, it's so abstract. They're, they're commonly thought of as being intelligent. And I think of Hindu before I think of Muslim, so I don't think of any negative... Because, I mean, Hindu is so hard to put your finger on, you really can't even define it. Like, do you know anything about Hinduism? Uh, a little. N- nothing to, like, say I know about it. Do like, 7% of people, might even be more than that. A large percentage of people in the world are Hindu. Oh, it's like one of the biggest religions in the world, isn't Nobody it? knows about it. Nobody talks about it. You yeah. can't even figure it out. It's like, then there's, like, sects within it that are, like, not, like, branches of Christianity, but it's, like, through the perspective of individual gods. So there's, yeah. like... Because they have, like, hundreds of gods. Yeah. Or, not they, but, like, hin- Hindu, Hindi... Is that what it would be? Yeah, well, I guess there's like the multiple. So it's like there's the the Vishnu people. I don't know what they call it. There's like a, it's not even like the Bhagavad Gita, all those different things that people talk about. I don't know if it's Gita is the word or but I don't know the, how they, they talk about it. Like there's a, a term that you attach to the God basically, but Shiva, I keep thinking Shiites, but that's not it obviously. No, 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 no. Yeah, and it's uh, so. But regardless, I guess it's through the perspective of all that. But I, but if you're looking at like written or rule, like laws, there's a there's a guy named Brahmin or a, a deity. That's the other thing is I think sometimes they're male and female or neither or whatever. But or all masculine or all feminine. I don't know. But there's the I think a male Brahmin who had created two people one of which he worshipped there's like Shiva and Vishnu and then they had Ganesha a son and then he got his head cut off because he was gifted he was like a gift from God or they wanted a kid and then he became the Shiva or the other one got pregnant and then the one came home was like who is this guarding the door and he cut his head off I don't know they got an elephant head but I don't know if everyone who's Hindu actually believes that it's not the same. It's not like there's like the Bible of it. It's uh, is very abstract. I don't know. I don't know anything to. I don't know enough to speak on it. So I'll take your word for it. On the topic of fears, um, do you, <laughs> like because you know we can go back to that overarching thing. Do you? So we kind of talked about money. Uh, is there anything else in life that's like a big fear? <sighs> uh 
No, no, not, not, not outside of like further down the road stuff. Yeah. Um, nothing irrational besides like snakes. I guess snakes is pretty fucking irrational fear, but I don't know. You got anything? Um, I think, uh, psychologically you feel being like a fear, maybe being like a little crazy or I do. Yeah, I do. Uh, I, I guess, I guess in my younger years, I used to think like, just like, eh, does everybody feel like this? Does everybody think like this? And then you find out that it's like, it's very common, like anxiety based type shit. And I would say, would would you imagine that I, more than the average person, have a strong right to be like, man, does anybody think the way I do? Or does, like, I, even though I'm relatable in a way, could you imagine how being me is kind of a, not maybe not disconnected, but it feels like an unrelatable or like people really don't understand you? Or do you think yeah. I would experience it on a normal level that everyone, no, I no. experience on a higher level, right? No, I, I would, I would agree that you would look at people and say, do they think the same way I do? <laughs> or like, dude, your shit is on a different plane. Yeah, I know. I, I've always <laughs> felt very different. I would describe it as like, like, uh, it, it's like relatable, but not as limited as the average case of being on the spectrum. I think I, and we've talked about this. I don't know. If, I know we've talked about it at work. I don't think we talked. Maybe on talk. one of the first episodes you talked about that you thought you might. Yeah. You ever know it was James. That. It was James with James. We were talking about it. How, we were Asperger's. Kinda, well, yeah, no, we talk talked about it before. Then he brought it up because he said he had a joke about the Kinski scale. Oh, yeah, and, yeah, and yeah, I yeah. actually agree with him. I agree that there's this giant gray area with with Asperger. That, no, with yeah, spectrum there's, look, that, there's there's a lot of lot of different there's a lot of different points within that scale where someone could look at it and be like, oh yeah, I I'm on that. I'm I definitely there. You, I think. <laughs> are, are on the higher end. Well, right. So like, this is the way you have to look at it. If you're looking for reasons that you would be on it, then I could easily isolate things. But when you're looking for the things that are signs of not being on it, I, I don't notice those things in myself, like, like a uh, social detachment, like um, not understanding sayings, not really getting certain concepts, art, uh, being, Awkward in the way that a lot of people are awkward who have it. Yeah. Like, I, I'm a strong leader. No, I'm a alpha, are, athletic. <laughs> in a way, yeah, right? I no, mean, those no, are no, characteristics no. that I would have that you'd no, be like, definitely. I don't know if that... No, you definitely do. You understand social cues. Like, you're not socially inept. You you can function well in those situations, but then there are there are things like I look at I look at your man mannerisms and I look at how how you move and how you speak and how you talk and right and and I definitely see some things that I would register as autism 
or autistic? The physical behaviors, like like moving my hand a certain way, yeah. or do you, you do this thing, blinking, or you do this thing a lot where you'll be you'll be in mid conversation, and this isn't a knock on you at all, right, right. But you'll close your eyes and shake your head. You'll yeah, be, you'll be doing this while you're talking. Yeah, and it's not just like a slow moving thing. It's a like a right, right. But but still in like full conversational mode. Okay, so. These are things that I think I, I notice for sure, right? But when you actually look at, at behaviorally or mentally, the people you know who are on the spectrum for sure are much more obviously hindered mentally. Oh, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, can yeah, you yeah. think of the things that I am missing mentally that a lot of the people who have Asperger's are missing. Now I can relate that if you think of Asperger's as thinking very differently and having like certain like quirks or something, yes. But when you isolate it as, as missing certain filters or, um, not understanding sarcasm or having an innocence about them in certain aspects or a l- like a lack of maturity in certain ways, um, relationships, these types of things. Yeah. In general, in general social settings, you, you do possess, like I said before, you do possess all of that. Yeah. You so know. what would I be? That's the part that I always wonder with it is cause it's not, and that this is not even a fear of mine as far as like being on the spectrum, because at the end of the day, I kind of agree with, with James's relation to the Kinski scale is that everyone is, if you're looking at it as how we're different, how we're quirky, what ways could these things, like, what do you possess? What don't you possess? Um, it's almost like what makes you have a subjective view versus the objective reality is essentially, or just only accessing certain we have the five senses, but let's say there's the 100 ways of processing reality. And then maybe an autistic person would only have 40 out of the 100 ways yeah. of seeing a situation, but they have it all broken down super specifically, mm-hmm. right? Because they don't have the wide range yeah. or, or whatever it is. Um, I can't see the parts that I'm missing. And I don't know if that's just an ignorance is bliss or you don't know what you don't possess, but I don't, I never really feel, um, autistic. Yeah, no, I like, there's no subject in school where I struggle with, I guess. No, but I mean like when I try and pigeonhole it, I'll be like, yeah, but my reading comprehension isn't that good. I get done reading a page and I forget whatever. Well, that's kind of ADHD like, yeah, but this is also you evaluating yourself. Well, how, what ways would you think I'm missing like a filter? Me, this is where I was going with this. It's you evaluating yourself and it's me looking from the outside. And the only, the only, um, point of reference I have is seeing other people with severe autism. I'd like to see what a professional would say. Right. I don't know what they would think of me. That's the fucking, that's the the litmus test or whatever you want to call it. That's where you we'll use litmus. Let's go with that one. Litmus. I think it's litmus. Is it? I don't like, yeah. Oh, Uh, I always thought it was litmus test. I think it's L I T M U S. Okay. We'll say litmus, but I don't know. But that's what I think. Um, that's like, it's one thing. It's one thing to, for you to self analyze and for me to look at you and then you to, take a take a test on the internet and say this is where you scored regard like this is where you scored versus like 
uh, let's just say, normal people versus people with autism, say you're dead middle, maybe a little bit higher. Internet test is one thing. I mean, to really know and be sure, right? a professional has to say it. Yeah. Because it's all it's all speculation at this point. Yeah, no, definitely. Um Oh, it's definitely something that crosses my mind. And and and, and the thing is, let's say you you are on the spectrum of autism, it's not hindering your life in any way. So what the no, fuck's it matter? No. Um it's not, you know, it's definitely not an overconcern, and it's something that has been ruled out. And the people who are high functioning, they don't even really label it. M- more and more, they don't because yeah. it's so hard to. I everyone probably can relate to certain things about being autistic, That's but true. I definitely you, have some things. If 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 you were registering, you probably got tested as a kid. What do you mean if I was registering? Like if you if you were exhibiting signs of autism, they probably did like you probably did you go to special classes in elementary school? Nothing like that. Cuz I had to go to the dumb kid classes. Cuz no. I, I I read really slow. I I still read really slow. But yeah. my comprehension is like off the fucking charts. So I comprehend everything I read. It just takes me a really long time to read it. So in elementary school, I would get pulled out of classes to have to go to the reading teacher. And her name was Mrs. Testa. And she was the biggest fucking cunt on the planet. She, she, this lady was in charge of helping children with learning disabilities and had the least patience in the fucking world. Yeah. And uh, that's... that. Like I said, well, talking about you with your autism, they sent me to these classes in elementary school and found out that. Well, I mean. (laughs) (laughs) Gotcha. Yeah. uh, Go ahead. No, they they sent me to these classes and, and evaluated me and found out that I'm not an idiot. I just read slow. Right. So that's what I'm saying. If if you're exi- if you think you're exhibiting signs now, then it was definitely picked up when you were younger and they there was some attention put in. Well, I was definitely unique in I would say elementary school especially. I had things where like initially, like in kindergarten, my teacher thought I was slow and maybe could have been held back. But then by second grade, I was getting all these things where I was testing in like the top 99 percentile and in all different subjects. And I even had like the best handwriting and like reading and like um, stuff as a second grader. Yeah. They dropped a bunch of toothpicks in front of you and you counted. Yeah. (laughs) So like. These types of things happen, but then by middle school, I wasn't applying myself like at all. Like I just stopped doing all homework and that. So I didn't really see, I mean, I definitely am good with math. The progression of a bad boy. Yeah. And I mean, I definitely don't handle certain abstractions too well with like poetry and that kind of stuff, but the average person doesn't handle it well at all. Like that's the thing. Oh, you know what I will say? Is that you are very literal. Yeah. You're a very literal person. You can you can live in the hypothetical, but you also take things very literally. But uh 
Right. But don't I understand sarcasm at a very high level? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I mean, it might be a literal understanding of abstract things, but that's the only understanding you have of those things, right? Like, some people are so literal that they can't understand figures of speech. They can't understand sarcasm. They are dense. I am none of that, but I analyze and I am critical in a way that is inevitably needs to be literal with my thoughts and can't leave things not fleshed out. Yeah. So that's more, that's kind of like an OCD quirk, maybe. Um, Maybe that's what it is. Maybe you're more obsessive compulsive than autistic. Yeah, I have no idea. It could be ADHD, right? Like, I mean, it, it could be. Yeah, who knows? That's what I'm saying. We need to get a... Anybody, anybody that's listening to this who is a behavioral specialist, yeah, and wants to give Mike a free, a, <laughs> a free analysis, a free once over. I would say that it would really depend on what their specific view is on, like the vastness of the diagnosis, because it's such a gray area. I think that in ways I'm too impressive. It with with things that I, I mean, not that yeah. I'm the most impressive person, but I mean, compared to the people I know who have Asperger's, like, duh, yeah, like they're going to be more. Uh, there's more obvious tells, like eccentric, yes, different, yeah. This is another thing. the The personality type I am a Myers Briggs ENTP. Only two percent of people have that personality type which is very rare. It's the most rare Mm. type. And it's also the most of most of the things. Like when you look up the biggest risk takers, the biggest procrastinators, good and bad traits, man, like my personality type is an extreme and we process rapidly. Didn't we score the same or score the same personality? No, I I was paying attention to the way you answered. And in my head, I was thinking we answered similarly, but you got like three letters different than me. Yeah, because I I didn't like screenshot that or anything. Maybe I'll do that this weekend. Yeah, and retake it. I mean, there e- is ENTP is what I am. There is that lost episode of me taking that fucking test where it's just twenty minutes or thirty oh, minutes yeah. of me reading. Those oh, fucking that's questions. right. We never actually dropped mm-hmm. that episode, so we yeah. could circle back to that. Well, then what you should do is you should also do the I think it's an Enneagram one where it gives you like numbers. I think it's like one through nine, and you get. A number and a secondary number that like attaches to it. Okay. We'll send that. They're similar tests. Send it to me. Maybe we'll. um, Oh, let's, because we got up here soon because I got to take the dog to the vet. Let's, let's uh, drop this gauntlet down. Um, Mixing contest. Yeah. So I'm supposed to get audio files from that band. Oh, really? Yeah. He had them, but he needs to get the raw audio because I'm like, I don't want the. He's got all processed. So let's, let's, I'll, I'll set this up a little bit. Mike came to me, what, like two weeks ago? Uh, it's probably been since the last episode. Yeah. Uh, no, no, no. It was before the, before the last. Okay. So it's been about two weeks. Mike came, right. to, Mike came to me and said, Hey, I, I know these couple guys in a couple different bands. Let's do, uh, like a mix off, like a, a mixing contest. We'll see if we can get audio files from, one of them for one song and he'll mix one and then I'll mix one and then we'll have 
a person or people from whatever band we choose or whatever band you get audio files right. from and see what they think. Just a critique. Just a fun a fun uh, competition. Yeah, for sure. Um, we could even send the audio file out to the band members who aren't going to be in studio. We could send it out to the engineer and even see what he, which one yeah, he yeah. likes more. It really doesn't matter. Um, initially, I just thought of it. And then I narrowed it down. Well, I do know people like that guy, Zach. But I think the band that's releasing something in like a week or ju- like right around the corner yeah, are yeah. releasing an album. Um, I thought it would be cool to just do it in like with that. And then I play with the guitarist every Sunday. Yeah. So uh, they're going to get me the raw files for that. But I think I'm curious how it goes. As long as I don't run into a lot of technical difficulties, which I don't think I will, um, I think I'm going to be able to do like like I imagine it already comes synced up, like all the tracks are the same. It yeah. should, it should. Everything yeah. should come in time. So that that's the the main parameter of the contest or the main rule of the contest is we can't add anything. Can't add anything. You're not. We can't do like kicks kick drum samples or snare drum no samples. samples we're just using whatever comes with it and we're mixing it from that yeah i don't care if you duplicate tracks and and layer them no, or do yeah, whatever I'm gonna I, do, I don't care what you do i'm gonna do some some stuff but i'm not gonna add it. i'm not gonna use a kick sample i'm not gonna do any. i don't use any of that shit anyway because i feel like that's fucking cheating and fake but right um yeah I, it'll just be raw audio and whatever we think sounds best that's what individually we'll do yes and then we'll have the the judge will be the creator of the music that sounds good to me yeah i think that'll be fun yeah that'll be a cool thing to do um so yeah i are you good with that i'm good with that oh i thought of another thing too hurry up i gotta piss eye contact i do i do not like holding sustained eye contact when i'm talking to people I look at them when they're telling a story, not usually if they're staring at me directly. I do not like to just direct eye contact. I don't know how people do it all the time. That's spectrum me. Right, but that's why I brought it up. Yeah. But again, it has nothing to do with the way my mind actually like works too much. You know? I mean, it is a little odd, but it's not like, at least it's not like you can't explain something to me. I think I could even fix that about myself if I wanted to. <laughs> If I like really tried hard and just practiced and made it a habit, oh, eventually I guess I'd be feel normal making permanent eye contact, you know? It I, wouldn't be a thing. Eye contact can be weird. Do you think it's weird to look somebody in the eyes for like 10, like a minute straight while they're talking? Not really. It I think never it show- bothers you? No, I think it shows engagement. Yeah. It, I mean, I'll, I'll look at somebody in the eyes or at their face. You don't necessarily have to stare right into their eyes. But I'll look at somebody for as long as they're talking to me. Yeah, I like watch their hands or I'll like look, but I I don't look at their eyes. Um, sometimes I catch myself being able to do it. Uh, I notice that weed definitely takes the edge off of stuff like that, for sure. Yeah, um, chills you out, keeps you out of your head a little. I'm bit. assuming even like drinking or something would. I just uh, haven't noticed that because I'm not as, you know, familiar as far. I'm not. I don't have like this. I haven't noticed it before, but yeah, oftentimes weed can change that, especially in a comfortable situation. 
if it just kind of like turns like certain dials down a little. But yeah, cool. Any other? No, I'm good. Awesome. We'll See just... you next episode. Later. <laughs>